Yes, Alfred? To the bat phone, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of Batmania 66. Batmania. I covered that well. Of Batmania 66. Uh, Tonight, joining us as always is Holly. Hi. And I'm Ben. Um, Our guest tonight is Harley Harper. Hello. Uh, Harley joins us um, for the second half of the Puzzlers episode, an episode called The Duo is Slumming. And Harley, as our guest, would you please tell us what our villainous plot was for the episode? Well, obviously, to get rid of Batman and Robin. (laughs) Um, And he did it in a very creative way, which obviously didn't work out because Batman and Robin are awesome and they can get out of any situation. It's pretty much the the gist of it. Yeah. (laughs) Accurate. And steal a plane, maybe, kind of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. I feel like, Holly, do you feel like, because I feel like our guests are getting... Like even though they probably haven't listened to the podcast, guests are getting better at summing things up, or the episodes are just getting easier to sum up. I looked it up today, and it said like season two was sixty episodes. Yeah, yeah, the bulk wow. of the episodes are in season two. Season two is not strong. <laughs> There's a reason why season three is truncated and the last one. Mm-hmm. But I love season three because season three has Batgirl in it. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Excited for Batgirl. Any of the girls, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sad you missed you missed a uh, Catwoman episode by one. Ah, oh, dang! Harley will come back. Yeah, I mean, oh, unless like, we're really mean to her. I really want to see that one you were talking about earlier. Um, the, oh, with the pink sandbox. Yes, I want to see. I, um, we'll that, look it up and let you know. That was what Annie and Hal, right? I don't. Was know. that the one? <laughs> I um, don't know. I I, think, I really am terrified that Annie had to see the. Aunt Harriet aggressively dancing at the camera. I don't remember. I, I know that um, <laughs> uh, so we, Annie Savage oh, from the Thrilling Adventure Hour got to see an episode that began with uh, Catwoman having her henchmen steal cat-related theme, things. And when I say cat-related things, I mean they stole a cat-a-log oh my and gosh. a toy cat-a-moran <laughs> and mittens from the kittens family. Oh my gosh. And they figured out it was Catwoman because of all those cat-related things. <laughs> not okay anyway uh so our episode begins mm-hmm. with the shortest recap ever it's like yep probably gonna die back yeah. to you guys so this recap literally was batman and robin are trapped in a balloon when it gets to twenty thousand feet the basket drops and they die yeah. nothing else that happened in the previous 24 minutes is gone over which tells you that somebody in the writer's room went, yeah, none of that mattered <laughs> whatsoever. Um, so the, Accurate. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty much right. <laughs> the episode starts, and Batman and Robin are clearly going to die because they're uh, at 18,000 feet and climbing. And Batman realizes that one of the hench people, and I don't recall seeing this in the episode last week, but one of the hench people threw his chewing you gum into the basket. doubt that they had a setup for this payoff instead of just a payoff? I will point out that <laughs> they, did, they did have a very clear setup in the last episode for part of this. <laughs> and now you're assuming they had 
Or they didn't have two? Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking uh, one was all they could muster. Yeah. Like, and we're spent. That's all the free pre-planning we can do. Uh, Batman realizes that there's chewing gum at the at the bottom of the basket and that barometers work... The, oh, sorry. Uh, altimeters work the same way barometers do by air pressure. So if they plug the air hole in the altimeter, it will stop rising and they can cross 20,000 feet without the basket dropping. There is then a very suggestive Robin bending down in the basket scene. He was clearly facing the other way. Yes, he was. I secretly hoped he was going to turn around. Um, But then he gets up and there's much grunting about the chewing gum while his hand is bat junk level. Well, and Batman's saying, like, make sure you get it right on there. And I'm like, this is getting dirty. Yeah, really dirty, really quick. Uh, But they do cover the hole in the altimeter. Boom. Just before it hits 20,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And Robin asks the very sensible question. Okay, how do we get down? <laughs> and Batman remembers in, in that news article that was prominently featured in the previous episode. That they talk about all the time. Oh, yeah, they talked about, like, that was the whole 20 minutes, talking about how this rare bird was migrating the, today. Oh, yeah, totally in the recap. Uh, Batman remembers that. Did I write it down? Um Nope, I didn't write down what the name of the bird but so it was. It was ridiculous. It was a red <laughs> it was a red something or other. It had like six names. And because we saw it in the first episode, uh, we saw Dick Grayson practicing his bird calls. And I called it. I called it. I told you they would use that. You did. Um Dick kind of um Dick explains he didn't get to that species yet. He doesn't know the call, and Batman was like, fake it or we die. <laughs> So he then starts trying to get the bird to attack the balloon. They're like, oh, look. He's like, oh, what about those birds that are going to be around maybe sometime? They're like, oh, those ones right there? Yeah. (laughs) Good. They're flying this way, and they cut to a close-up of a bird standing still. Straight up standing still. And by bird, you mean a crow. Yeah. Yes. 100% crow. And then the crow lands on the balloon. And attacks it. With its beak. With its beak. Pecking at it. <laughs> and then they cut to a close-up of the crow standing with a piece of balloon in his mouth. And then walking away. Yeah. Like, it clearly was like, walk, walk, but the walk. Best, the best part about it is, as they cut from the bird walking away, Batman says, good, he's flying away. Thank you, feathered friend. <laughs> also, you can't see that from there. Right. Because yeah. he clearly was supposed to be on top of the balloon. Yeah. But as we've seen in previous episodes, and we see in this one too, uh, everybody has super hearing and can hear everything on phone calls. So yeah. why couldn't they see? Well, you know what? If he looked up through the hole in the balloon where the hot air was going up, where the where the burner was, he could see the bird pecking through the top of the balloon. Huh. All he had to do was look up. Okay, Ben. <laughs> if we're going to assume that there's a burner that you couldn't see... There has to be. That's how hot air balloons work. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that in a real world situation, but we're talking about Batman. If, why couldn't they turn down the burner and go down the regular way? Um, okay, actually, I have a note about this because their hands were tied. That's why they couldn't. <laughs> However, why couldn't they just turn around opposite and have one untie the other and then get out? Okay, if you'll note, when they land, spoiler alert, they survive. <laughs> when they land... They just rub their hands together. They turn around and rub their hands together, which is always how they untie their hands. 
Yeah. So why didn't they just do that after they got the barometer covered? Or altimeter. Altimeter. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I've the never sky gone, thingy. The thing that makes the thing go, ah, splat, that thing. Jiminy Christmas. Wow, getting too technical here. You're going to lose the audience. They already um, hate me. <laughs> so the, the balloon starts to float down. Strangely, it's not as gentle as they expected because, as Batman points out, gravity. <laughs> In a moment of actual science. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, as the balloon is floating down, we see it getting closer and closer to the ground. Um, and they are landing right next to MASH. I don't know if anybody else noticed, but it's the same canyon they film everything in. Uh, in, uh, in what is now uh, the Agoura area in California. Hmm. And um, they, they do a swipe cut and they cut back to the same scene. The balloon is landing and then they cut back to the exact same scene like 10 seconds later when the balloon's fully stretched out. Did nobody else catch that? Because that bugged the I hell out of me. I caught that because it was supposed to be deflated and it wasn't deflated. So you're talking about the balloon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when the balloon's landing, it's cut to the exact same thing that would just... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of weird too, but I was like... Ah. Um, and Robin... Uh, Bat- Stop footage. Why not? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're trying to figure out where they are. And Batman says, we must be upstate of Gotham. Robin says, upstate of nowhere. And then Batman goes, don't worry about it. We're saved. And there's a payphone. <laughs> I hope they have a quarter. I love Brian, these random Brian. solutions to their problems. Like, yes. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> it's, um, you know what it's like? It's, it is like in Bill and Ted when they talk about what they're going to do in the future to go back to the past and set yeah, things yeah. up for themselves. Only Batman and Robin don't talk about the fact that they're time travelers and they're fixing everything. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to go way off topic right now. Have you guys heard the fan theory about back to the future and time travel? Mm-mm. That yeah. um, Marty McFly has died dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And what we're seeing is Doc Brown on his final pass back when he's figured out all the variables and come back to save Marty. So we're seeing the movie from Marty's point of view. But Doc Brown has done things like catch him on the top of Biff's casino. That's happened like 50 times until Doc got it right. And Marty just died every time and Doc just reset the time travel machine. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> oh, Holly doesn't like the bu- Holly doesn't like the bummer hypotheses. I just watched the documentary about that movie. Oh, that was a uh, that was a great documentary. That's the great. one about the restoring of the DeLorean and all that. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. It's really good. I don't remember what it was called. Back in time, that's what it was called. There you go. Yep. <laughs> um, I remember things. I do not. Uh, sorry. Gravity. Oh, payphone. So the payphone is. Emergency it, payphone. It would be one thing if we cut to them like walking up to a dirt road or something. Yeah. But this payphone is in the middle of a canyon. Yep. Just randomly. It's an emergency payphone. You're not going to put it in somewhere convenient like a road. <laughs> right, because nobody has ever has an emergency driving down the road. You can find a regular payphone there. <laughs> yeah, this is an emergency. It's an emergency payphone. Pay Thank you. Who decided where to put them? <laughs> Don't gang up on but me. That's not the... fair. <laughs> Our names the kind tax... of rhyme. We're allowed to. <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people think my name was Harley a ton of times. That's awesome, though. I, I don't ever <laughs> complain about it. Except for when they write it on my Starbucks cup. I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my name. 
that's not mine. And then I get confused. I'm like, but is this my drink? I'm going to just drink it. <laughs> it looks like it should be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mine now. I got a free Starbucks the other day because I left my wallet at home. Right. Oh, yeah. so, it was so sweet. That was so sweet. So I got my wallet, came back, and gave the guy 10 bucks. <laughs> I was like, here you go. Well, that's nice really of sweet of you. <laughs> he didn't have to do that. Anyways. Um, I really like I was like, aw. You had a Starbucks. Was there an emergency Starbucks payphone? Ben, there, there aren't payphones. There's anymore. an emergency app. Starbucks oh, God. App. <laughs> <laughs> right. I should get that. That would have solved all my problems. Yes. I no, had you... my phone, but not my wallet. Oh, yeah. see, there you go. You could have. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. We haven't even gotten to the first note I've made, by the way. <laughs> I had nothing written. There was a time where I just set my notebook down and I was just watching. Was... Because it was that engrossing. Yes. Just grossing. Um, <laughs> random payphone. Oh, we cut to um, Puzzler and his henchwoman. Talk- Rocket. 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 Talking about Artemis Knab, who's the millionaire uh, monopolist. I have a really big big problem with his name being Artemis. Really? Knab is okay? Knab's fine. <laughs> okay. it's bank backwards. But he's he's an airplane dude, so Artemis. Arrows but- and aerodynamics and all that stuff? Yeah. Artemis, <laughs> for me, is the chick on... Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh yeah, so okay, when, yeah. So when I think Artemis, I think like a really Heavy set actor chick? chubby chick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you watched It's Always Sunny? No. It's um a terrible show about terrible people, and I would hate it except it has cheesy sitcom music in the background, <laughs> which sort of absolves it of all guilt and makes it so much fun for me. Oh my god. It's it. They're awful, but it's definitely the things that you think. But would not say ever out loud. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a thing. Like, so you you want to watch it for that reason. <laughs> like you know when you think something horrible and then you catch yourself like, oh my gosh, yeah, I am a horrible human. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't ever tell anyone anything. Yeah, I it's think. an it's, it's an, un- an entire show of that. It's yeah. fantastic. Unrestrained id is pretty mm-hmm. much what the show is. It's pretty oh, cool. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, Artemis. They're talking about Artemis Knab, and I noticed that in the last episode they referred to him as a billionaire with a B, and this episode they referred to him as a multimillionaire. So somewhere in the last week that we, you know, somewhere like no, the next day because they were these were aired day after yeah, each other. Yeah. Somewhere in twenty four hours, Artemis Knab lost a lot of money. Oof. Because he went from <laughs> multi billionaire to multi millionaire in two episodes. Uh, maybe somebody misspoke the maybe last the episode. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> the housing market. Just... Maybe his red sword didn't make him as much money as he as he wanted. I absolutely in my brain. Um, did not think of soaring through the sky. And I thought of red sore as in... Like, like a canker sore? Yeah, like you're hurt. And I <laughs> like, and I finally got it this episode because I actually put a note. It's like, oh, not S-O-R-E. Got it. I don't know. I, I don't know where my brain was. Um, <laughs> let's see. Amelia, uh... Oh, the next thing we see... Oh, uh, Ar- uh, not Artemis. Uh, Puzzler is talking to his hench people and explaining that right about now, Batman and Robin should have fallen 20,000 feet. And then Batman and Robin immediately jump through the window. How quickly did they get back from the middle of nowhere? They got back really fast. It was a really helpful emergency payphone. <laughs> and they got back really fast. And then they stood outside and waited for the proper timing to jump in. Yeah. They're listening they were to the listening. window. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I they mean, were definitely standing out there yes. for like 10 minutes. Going, let's go. 
this this emergency payphone works like cartoon mail services. Like you put the order in for your for your mail order and then you acne close thing, it and then you, you take close it, it out and, you take and it then out the mailbox. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a hole you just put on the wall. Yes, I must call for the Batmobile and the Batmobile pulls up. Yeah. Okay. Reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable. Got it. We're good. I'm super okay with this. Logic. Um, they, <laughs> the puzzler and his hench people, um, uh, escape by having Batman and Robin get attacked by balloons. Okay, first Yes, of- <laughs> that was um, interesting. <laughs> it was escape plan number three. Yes. <laughs> which was yelled out. And I went, oh no, balloons. Yes. They weren't even filled with poisonous gas this time, and I was really bummed out. <laughs> How do you know the gas was invisible last time? Because they didn't pass out from it or get frozen. Oh, reasonable. Reasonable, yeah. What was, it was- I used the context clues. <laughs> <laughs> it was invisible... Invisible... Paralyzing balloon gas was that what it was? I have that was last time. Yeah, we our notes are unfortunately at Holly's house because we recorded there last time. But yes, it was something along the lines of invisible paralyzing balloon gas. Oh my god! Because they had already used colored gas in that episode, and I think had used up their their gas budget. Oh my god! So it just the balloons popped, and everybody just stood there and froze. Well, you how were they supposed to get the colored stuff inside the balloon? Pressurized tanks of it. I hate you. You're stupid, and I don't like your face. Um, well, oh, one sec. I have to see if I can read my own writing on this. After the balloon... Oh, after the balloon attack, um, Rocket is going to seduce Artemis Canab and also try to become a movie star. <laughs> she can do two things. And, yeah, she's multi-talented. In fact, Artemis Canab tells her that she has a well-rounded talent because sexism. Uh <laughs> And she is pouring tea, which she names among her talents, and opens up her little ring, and she's got knockout powder, roofies, whatever. That's a real thing. You can buy those. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to put inside it. I will say what roofies. Roofies. But (laughs) I guess I could. It actually, it's like um, it's like when you buy a printer and it comes with a small little starter pack of paper. Each of those rings comes with a little just starter roofie. It's not it's not a full size roofie. You have to buy those separately. That's not true. What about a little starter set of cocaine? Not a full that, bump, but that's that's one bump. Yeah, yeah. they're really. I had it's one. Like three quarters. A, yeah. yeah. What you bump? put inside it? Nothing. I just had it and was like, "Watch out!" Check the. She put her like um, her flash costume. Just <laughs> so uh, in the comics, um, the Flash has a ring, and because his suit is, I'm so nerdy. Because his suit is made of unstable molecules. It condenses down inside the ring, so when he needs to change into the flash, that's just... not a thing. Totally it is. The flash. It's flash physics. <laughs> flash um, physics is very funny. I don't like it. <laughs> um, yes. So she's a well-rounded talent. Because mm-hmm. sexism. Yes. Yep. And after um, after Kanab is knocked out, Puzzler does Puzzler come in through the window? I didn't. I don't recall. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, Puzzler comes in through the window and then opens up Knab's safe and starts taking pictures of the schematics of the red sore. Why, why is he doing that then? Uh, oh, because once he takes pictures of the schematics, he'll know how to fly the plane. Not how planes work. <laughs> That's my second note of this entire episode. Not how planes work. Um, yeah, he can do anything. Once he takes a look, it's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Yep, that's right. 
Once you read how a plane flies, you can totally fly a plane. Oh my god. Are you sure that's not a thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally is. Um, I'm going to buy you a book about plane flying, and then you can fly a plane. Yep. Don't know if I'll be able to land it, but mm-hmm. I'll fly it. Um, so he then pins another puzzle to Artemis Knab's lapel. Which is so rude. <laughs> Just leave it next to him. Next time you fall asleep around me, I'm going to pin a puzzle to you. Please don't. Like a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Just, um, and we then see Batman wearing his uh, Batman-branded Beats headphones. Oh, my gosh. That's, I, I wrote that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Beats, beats by Batman. I was, yeah. I was like, what? Is that a hot topic or something? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, sure I, bet, you I bet you could. I, bet, I, think, I think I've seen them. But I think my favorite part about them... <laughs> Is that he was wearing them on his bat ears. Anyone? Yeah, anyone? yeah he was wearing them above his, his bat ears, oh not my his gosh, ears. That's so cute. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was hot. It was too hot. It was like... <laughs> you know you know you say that? It was too hot. It was a little... little yeah, part. they were on his bat ears. Yeah. Oh well, gosh. yeah, because the bat, bat so ears precious. are better than human ears. That's the... Duh. Sonar. Yeah. Sonar. <laughs> <laughs> hot fact rare. Um, they, that was a thrilling adventure hour reference. They, um... Nanotech. But uh, beats fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they um. So Batman is listening to a giant box with a stethoscope attached to his uh, Beats by Batman, and <laughs> I love that. And uh, he says he doesn't hear any ticking, so he opens it up. He should have heard clucking. <laughs> I'm sorry, spoilers. You don't know that he didn't. He just said I didn't hear anything ticking. But he made them stand <laughs> back. Is this the Muppets? Is it an exploding chicken? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going actually. <laughs> Stranger things have happened on this television show. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like a woolly mammoth stuffed <laughs> stamps. A, a woolly mammoth stuffed. Jeweled. Jeweled woolly Yes, I was going to say, stuffed with stamps and plugged with jewels. The which first, was the first episode. First episode, there oh was gosh. a woolly mammoth stuffed with stamps. Pr- a priceless a priceless antique postage stamps. What? And also jeweled. And also jeweled. Like rhinestone, like bedazzled. Like its eyes were bedazzled. Oh, how like... cute! The burlesque. Yeah. One. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it had little pasties. It had little yes. shiny pasties. Uh, Good. The, the stamps Rhin- are pasties. Rhinestone yeah. pasties. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> I would watch that. We just we we just choreographed Harley's next uh, burlesque number for her. There you go. Um. Actually, you know what? Um. Uh, it was it was a Riddler episode to start off the whole series, uh, a a Frank Gorshin style Riddler burlesque number. I'm into it. Would be flipping amazing. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. Ben got lost. Yeah, I got lost down the fantasy hole. I'm sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> uh, they um. No, no. Oh, I can see Holly going there. No, it was, it was you calling it a fantasy hole. Yeah. I went filthy there. Yep. That's okay. what I meant. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't know we were. I didn't know that that's when we were both there. And um. Oh. The puzzle, I almost said Riddle again, the whole last episode. I kept calling him the Riddler. It was bad. Uh, the the puzzle that's attached to the rooster's cage said, how do you keep... Ben! Yeah? We skipped where they walked up the building. I have that too with Santa. No, no. Santa's not not yet. Uh, oh. Santa's next. Dang it. Because they talk... They talk <laughs> no, about... I don't have a lot of notes, so I'm just like... No, I... after they figure out the rooster riddle, they say they're going to make one of their unseen entrances, and that's when we cut to them climbing up the building. Okay, but you're talking about the note being pinned on his jacket. No, no, this is the this is before the note. This is the rooster's but cage. But you were just talking about the... Oh. Yeah, because we see it pinned to him, and then okay. we cut to Commissioner Gordon's office. Fine, fine. 
I'll believe you. <laughs> look, look. I believe him. That's why I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> let me drive the car. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than me being right in Holly's mind. Yeah. <laughs> you think so. Um, the, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, they, they start reading the riddle that is in, on the rooster's cage. Puzzle. Puzzle, everybody. I said puzzle. Uh, on the rooster's cage. And it is, how do you keep a rooster from crowing on the Sabbath morning? And Robin, who knows the answer to all things puzzles and riddles, mm-hmm. says by killing him the night before. Or killing him on Saturday night. Because this is a Christian show. And the night before the Sabbath for Christians is Saturday night. And I got really sassy Jew on you guys, sorry. Uh, and <laughs> uh, they realize that today is Saturday. And they... Oh, God, I don't even remember how they figure out... Oh, they figure out that... Um, it must be Artemis Knab. So they're going to go back to his apartment, but they want to go in as inconspicuously as possible. So they decide they're going to climb up the building. We then cut to them climbing up the building. (laughs) And as they're climbing, Batman asks Robin, what's wrong? Are you feeling tired or sluggish? (laughs) And Robin says, do either of you guys want to take this one? Because this one's pretty good. Go ahead. No, no, you get this. I do this all the time. No, no, I'm good. All right. So Robin (laughs) says that he's suddenly having visions of sugar plums. And on what is a clear and sunny day in Gotham, um, a Santa pops out of one of the windows for a Santa cameo. He was drunk, though, right? Um, He was scary. He was screaming. My last note about this is drunk Santa? Question mark? like that screaming drunk Santa. His face was so red. Yeah. And not in a charming way, but in a ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. So he tells oh, them that he wants to give them a present and that if they just tell him where the Batcave is, he will. Batman and Robin immediately shatter the fourth wall. Yep. And say, if you can't trust Santa, and then they don't tell him where the Batcave is. I, anybody else get that? They're like, they said they'll tell, tell you later. later. Yeah. Santa's being creepy. I want to tell him. <laughs> Well, also, if you can't trust Santa, I'm not trusting that Santa with my small children. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, (laughs) not today, Satan. Uh, Santa, see, yes, Santa seemed very drunk to me. Very. Like, I would ask him to step back from the open 14th floor window (laughs) that he was standing on. Um, I felt like he was filmed at a Dutch angle. Was he evil Santa? (laughs) Possibly. You know, I don't feel like there were too many Dutch angles in this episode. Maybe the Riddler or the Puzzler? Yeah, Puzzler's not so bad. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they were just like they 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 saw this episode the script and were just like, We're not worrying about setting the camera at a forty five degree angle, just do the scene. <laughs> um, maybe we're used to it. Maybe. That's possible. But they get up to uh uh Knab's apartment or penthouse. My next note is just Shakespeare with all capitals. So oh, is Batman quoting Shakespeare at this point? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, but yep. they find the note pinned to Knab. Knab admits to Robin that Robin was right and, and Puzzler was a bad dude. And Robin's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and they look at it and they go, hmm, this paper appears to be blank. And Batman says he smells secret writing what does secret writing smell like lemon juice that's what i thought too i remember that stuff but i remember that lemon juice is how you activated it so you could read it again it wasn't the actual stuff itself but i but i had the same thought like it 
like lemon juice was the odor of secret writing. I don't know know how old you are, Harley. Um, But uh, uh, did you ever do the school like book club thing where they'd give you the list of things you could buy? Yeah. Yeah, There was always a secret writing thing on there and I used to get them every once in a while. And it was always, you write with essentially just a little highlighter. Yeah. And then if you use lemon juice on it, it would activate it and actually turn dark enough to read. I think they had that even afterwards, whereas like you would color and you can color on top of other colors with like a highlighter thing. It wasn't invisible, but it would make it, it would change the color. I remember this. It was like this I've seen too. on TV. Blah, I remember blah. this too. So yeah. maybe it's like the same idea, except yours is invisible the whole time. Which maybe. Changes the yeah. Color. But I never heard of the lemon juice. Um, the stuff that made it reappear smelled lemony. It smells oh. interesting. See, I know. I don't know about that. Yeah. That's really cool. They should bring that back. But I, I like the fact, Holly, that both you and I are like, yeah, secret writing smells like lemon juice. That's just, that's how it works. But still. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Um, They're like, okay. Right. They, they then uh, cut to the Batcave. And my favorite thing about the Batcave is happening, which is they are analyzing the blank piece of paper in the best way possible, which is they analyze things by taping it to the front of their computer. And that, that scans it and analyzes it for them. <laughs> so the secret writing on the page says puzzles. P-U-Z-Z-L-E-S. And um, in what Holly has dubbed leaps and bounds. Wait, I tried to keep track. I did too. Let's see if we can do it. Puzzles. Seven letters. Uh-huh. There's seven digits and phone numbers. Oh, you skipped actually, um, you skipped a little bit. Because they... First, Robin says there's seven league boots. I don't know what that is. I went on either. the path that got them there. Then he said seven veils, right? Um, yeah, seven, seven C's and then seven veils and then phone number. They were trying to find sevens. Yeah. And yeah. then Batman looks down the phone and sees a phone and he goes, oh, seven digits. Yeah. Yeah. As you do. Yeah, yeah. As this tradition. Yeah, yes. yeah. Big eyes, big eyes. <laughs> um, and they hate. hate. They, uh, where do we get to? Uh, and then the, 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 what is it? The letters represent the numbers on, on the phone, but there's no Z. Z. Right. That and, was the problem. And then we got to Zounds. Yes, because Z is the most enigmatic letter. Okay. That's a different I, song. That's like one is the loneliest number. <laughs> it's a different song. It was less popular. <laughs> oh, somebody get Three Dog Night on the phone. We need this. Z is the most enigmatic letter. That you'll ever use. I, you know what? I could see Sesame Street doing it for an episode where Z is the letter of the day. Um, Holly is just giving me a mad dog stare, so I'm going to move on. Not mad dog. I'm just blinking really loudly at you. Um, we then quote this, the Merry Wives of Windsor and something about divinity and odd numbers, which then leads to us... So this is when I gave up and wrote leaps and bounds. Yeah, because the next thing we see is Puzzler's lair. He comes in in a fancy dancy flight suit. I like that flight suit. Oh, it looked comfy. It's cute. And everyone else is in orange, which is kind of fun. Like, yeah, like like construction workers though. But like, I don't. Well, they like the flight jumpsuits, I guess. I guess, but I don't know. But even even Rocket with her tan skirt and her all orange. Remind me of Velma a little bit. Oh yeah, there was somebody who legit looked like Velma one episode. Do you remember yeah, this? I don't remember which hedge girl it was. I'm not asking you. I'm just saying. as we all know, women are the worst. So oh not yeah, like that's the one thing I know from this show is women are awful. 
And the men other thing, have to tell them what to do all the time. Oh, yeah. And with the exception of Catwoman, every woman who turns to crime does so because of a man. Uh, Catwoman. No, 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 no. Catwoman turns to crime because of Batman. Oh, that's true. Because Catwoman admitted in the last Catwoman story that she just kind of likes getting caught by Batman. Well, they're hey. the <laughs> worst. Uh, dumb broads. All of them dumb. It's so sad. So get, sad. But they have cute clothes. Oh, my gosh. Rocket looks super cute in that black dress. Batman. Oh, black, with the low back. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Uh, but previous scene, Batman and Robin have not figured out what the two missing numbers are. 100% not figured it out. But we cut to uh, Puzzler coming in in his flight suit. And as he's talking about stealing the plane, the phone rings. And it's Batman, who has figured out what the two missing numbers are off camera in no way. I mean, at least sometimes when they do leaps and bounds, they, they let us watch leaps and bounds. This was... We're going to have to figure it out. And then we don't see how they figure it out. But he got it on his first try. Yeah, he got it on the first try. So I'm thinking it must have been one and one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what I did notice is that Puzzler is super duper classy, not just with the Shakespeare quotes. If you notice, he holds his pinky up as he's talking on the phone. Yep. Because he's classy. How do you know? (laughs) How else would you know, Ben? Indeed. I have... Um, oh, uh, the next puzzle we get that Puzzler gives Batman and Robin on the phone is um, an aviator is taking his clothes home from the cleaners as it starts to rain. How does he keep them from getting wet? We then cut back to the Batcave where Robin has somehow heard what the Puzzler was saying, even though he wasn't on the phone with him. <laughs> Super hearing. He's nosy. Yep. <laughs> and... Well, or or if you follow along with Holly, he's the one who wrote the riddle for the puzzler, so it doesn't matter. Holly oh. believes that Robin's the mastermind behind everything in Gotham. Ooh. See? That super interesting. Fun. And, uh... This episode kind of supports that. Oh, yeah. All Riddler and, like, puzzle-based puzzle, <clears throat> puzzle based episodes, Robin always knows everything. Really? Mm-hmm. But then there's my... Uh, my Anything head- that has a news article or requires a... Paper or, or requires a little bit of goose uh, goosing uh, through exposition um, fuels my hypothesis that Alfred is just having everybody play in an elaborate pantomime to feed uh, Bruce and Dick's delusion. Because oh. there are plenty of episodes where Alfred will conveniently come down and go, here's this newspaper article I just saw. Or why don't we change the channel to this <laughs> yes. station right now? I also think that Alfred and the narrator in league since they are in the same room together. There's literally, uh, I think my favorite moment in the 60 some odd episodes we've watched, uh, where the narrator is speaking as Alfred is cleaning the, the den, Alfred, the study, the study, Alfred then shuts the door and the narrator's voice gets quieter when the door shuts. So clearly the narrator was in the hall shouting. It was the best, the absolute best. (gasps) Um, Thus, the narrator is just a dude that follows them around. Right. To narrate. <laughs> also, the Batmobile literally plays the Batman song when it's driving up. Does it? Really? You didn't really see... There was no Batmobile no, in this episode. No, well, it was just in the background. Right. Of this episode in the lair. 
No, like sometimes be. they'll be driving to um the villains mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Do you hear that?" And they're like, "No, no, no, no." It's fantastic. It's one of, that's one of my favorite things about this show. <laughs> um Oh, so Pinky up while he's talking on the phone. Uh close. Oh, this is where we cut back to the Batcave. And Robin said, "That's amazing, Batman. You got the phone number on your first try." Okay. <laughs> and the riddle is repeated. And then they realize that the way that the aviator keeps his clothes from getting wet in the rain is by putting them inside the hangar. Da 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 da. <laughs> These solutions. Um, uh... um, <laughs> totally yes. makes sense all the time. Um, yeah. Because there's no villain called the punter. Um, <laughs> they. Yes? You want a villain called the punter? Uh, duh. <laughs> I think he'd have to be a rabbi. I think he'd have to be you. Eh, reasonable. Uh, Why would he have to be a rabbi? Because, oh, have you never talked to a rabbi? They they pun more than any human being alive. I was married by a rabbi. Were you really? Yeah. Who? My friend Marilyn. Yeah, a girl rabbi. That doesn't count. You need, a, you need an old Long Island Jew rabbi. You need a real rabbi. Well, she was from New York. Was she a man? No. There you go. You need a stereotypical. You have been watching too much Batman. Yeah, and man. Now what's going on with you? No, no, women, <laughs> women, are, women are great theological rabbis, not necessarily the best punning rabbis. All right. Hmm. I like how surprised you were that I was married by a rabbi. Well, you didn't marry a Jewish man, so. No. Yes, normally two Gentiles <laughs> don't get married by a rabbi. But, but Marilyn. Okay. She's awesome. Um, she was like my 70-year-old friend in San Francisco. Aww. She was fantastic. You have to do it. Yeah. She's great. Um, I'd consider doing it if I ever got married again. They, uh, uh, you heard it here first, Marilyn. They, uh, She doesn't listen. Boo. Marilyn, start listening. She would. Right if, now. If I, if I talk to her about it. Um, they, they then realize that what's, what could possibly be in a hangar? Um, and then Batman says, of course, the rooster, because rooster spelled backwards is retsor. Oh my gosh. That, he says it. <laughs> it's in the episode. I'm not. Yeah. I know. I think I just kind of just like get lost. Yeah. And I just kind of just stare at the TV after a while. Cause like, <laughs> I think this is when I had my notebook down. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start commenting on the clothing because that's why I can. <laughs> the clothes are great. Did you catch bat junk? Did you notice how much bat junk was in this episode? No, I didn't. Yeah, I should have warned you before. That so you junk? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you think it is. Um, huh. <laughs> I noticed his eyebrows were off. On Holly, um, I noticed that, too. Holly, earmuffs. Cover your ears. I'm about to say words you don't like. That bug just tried to kill me. Um, so, bat junk is what's inside his silky man panties. Oh, yes. Oh, I did. I didn't notice that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were referring to. Holly that. doesn't like the P word. Oh, I see. I see. Um, I thought you were talking about like, actual like crap in the background. I was like, what? No, 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 no. I, I saw mean... a bunch of balloons, but <laughs> you could qualify those as bad junk as well. Well, um, and but, Robin eggs. Yes, bad, like bad junk and Robin I, eggs. I love Robin's tights. Like he's wearing dance tights. Yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like the dancer perspective here. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, those are just so silly. It's like he's wearing spanks. Yeah, and a collar. Holly's obsessed with the collar. There's a <laughs> collar on his cape. What is that for? Is he gonna wear a tie? Yes, he's when he goes, 
Like the first, <laughs> you should pop it. Yeah, It'd be fantastic. <laughs> He's um, just waiting for the '80s to start for that. Yeah, very like reason. the first <laughs> month we did this, I would come in and I'd be like, "But Ben, why does he have a collar?" <laughs> like it plagued me. I've yeah. since let it go because my theory was that he, well, my hypothesis was that he, he goes when he goes to court. So we he can put a tie, a tie on. Yeah. There you go. You know, it's probably be in an episode in the future. I would I, tie on. I can hope. <laughs> and then you'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be. I'm just like drop the mic. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I have achieved every goal in life now. Yeah. The um. The uh, puzzler and his hench people get to the hangar, and they are shocked to find out there's still two guards at the hangar. And um, Puzzler then immediately says to Rocket, uh, go sex them. <laughs> and she goes out to get rid of the guards. They, She does get rid of the guards by telling them that her two friends are stranded in her broken down car and they're cold and lonely. Which sounds really rapey to me. Yeah. <laughs> like going to sick two guys on. I mean, I know they're, they are hypothetical fictional people but still there was something kind of creepy about that whole thing that's kind of weird i had no qualms with it oh okay because they were just gonna walk around and not find anybody okay all right i mean that's true i mean if she literally had two friends to go stick them on yeah that wouldn't be okay but they were imaginary all right and fictional imaginary fictional people (laughs) like snuffleupagus yeah they were not real people in gotham (laughs) how dare you Ben makes fun of me because I said that the Royal Mushroom Cl- Club was a real place in Gotham. Yes. Uh, Which, she's not wrong. It is a real place in the fictional city of Gotham. I don't know why that's so funny to you. It is a, it is a men's wine club called the Moyle... The Moyle? Ah! You did it this time! <laughs> um, See called how the easy? Royal Mushroom Club. Oh my god. Um, which is amazing. Uh, they get rid of the guards. And she comes back. Batman um, Batman tells Puzzler that him and his high-flying flunkies are going to be floored forever. I like alliteration. Quit. Yeah. <laughs> All I heard was... <laughs> Fine-feathered feet. Yeah. <laughs> I love, in the fight scene, Batman's kicks. He, he had some he's sweet got some kicks this time. great high kicks. And as a dancer, yeah. I was like... Holy cow. I think that's, I think this was different. Um, There's no stunt doubles in this show. Shut up. It was different stunt doubles. Probably. His legs look skinnier. Well, yeah, for sure. But the normal stunt double, double doublers. Doubles. Stunt doubles. Doubles. The normal stunt doubles uh, don't kick that high. Like, Do you ever notice fantastic. that Batman's less paunchy in the fight scenes? It's so weird. And his shoulders are broader. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those high kicks. I was like, good for you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there was some good choreography. In this, yes. Like the, the dual fight punching. scene was so good. It was fun. And I love when they stick Robin and whatever that in is. The jet in the jet engine. <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't think. It wasn't turned on. It's but okay. still, I don't still, think there's like, room why? for a face in there. Well, why would you stick him in there to beat him up? Just to get him out of the way for like a minute. Are you like a swirly, like in a jet engine? Like what else? <laughs> oh man, jet engine swirly is totally the name of my college rock band. <laughs> Um, it's definitely your garage band. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, this is Holly's time to shine. That was our onomatopoeia fight. Brack. 
oof, thunk, whap, splat, biff, bam, boff. I liked biff, bam, boff. Yep. I, but I was expecting pow. No pows. Yeah. I like biff. I like the combination of biff, bam, boff. I'm a, I'm. That's pretty cool. So, As a so onomatopoeia fight connoisseur, can we put that on my card? Yes. yes. So, so the alliterations with the F you don't like, but the alliterations within the onomatopoeias are good. I was reading them. Or, yeah. Is it because B is a harder sound than F? <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they beat up all the bad guys. Puzzler and Rocket try to escape. They are stopped by Commissioner Gordon... And Chief O'Hara. No, they're stopped by Batman. They're stopped by Batman and Robin, who say the police should be here any minute. That's right. And Commissioner Gordon says, "Right, you are." And then Chief O'Hara interjects with, "We would have been here earlier, but Grand Avenue is all torn up." Ready, ready for my note. Apparently, Grand Avenue is all <laughs> torn up. Thanks, O'Hara. Right. <laughs> Did you need a line this episode? Exactly. I felt, I felt like that. Okay, that that was a great thing to tell us twenty minutes ago when you could have maybe used it in the episode. But now, that's just. I wonder if they're referring to, um, the guy, the guy, the security guys. Probably not. I'm just kind of thinking that the the rocket seduced. <laughs> you think they were so mad there were no girls? <laughs> they just started punching concrete. Oh, they got a Hulk smash on it. Yeah, I'm into it. They started beating up cars, and that was the. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun thought. I love it. Um. You get oh. a Hulk smash. I love every minute of it. As uh, as Puzzler's leaving, he quotes Hamlet. And then Batman and Puzzler start trading which section of the play it comes from, which uh, leads to Puzzler saying it's line 46 of whatever it was. I did not write down the specifics. And Batman corrects him that it's 45. And Puzzler admits Batman is right, which I is supposed to be a laugh line, I assume. Right? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny? Um, oh and uh next thing we see is we see them all in wayne manor alfred and aunt harriet are blowing up puzzle balloons because the puzzle balloon factory is going out of business and they bought just the puzzle balloons that aunt harriet needed for her children's charity the exact balloon she needed yes this feels oddly specific (laughs) do you think she wrote down a list of puzzles and went, you know what I need? I need these on balloons. Alfred, help me find as many of these puzzles printed on balloons as you can. Oh my gosh. Um, then Bruce and Dick... Oh, Bruce says, verily, I guess all's well. And then Alfred totally steps on his line. Alfred just goes, that ends well, sir. And it's like, that was a dick move. <laughs> you know what? Alfred's allowed. Do you think Do you think that was Alfred, just like Chief O'Hara, being like, I don't think I've had a line in this episode? No, I think that was Alfred being like... Make me take the servant's entrance. Make me take the servant's entrance. He needs a pull. Holly is uh, all up in arms because there's an epi- there's episodes where Batman and Robin come down the bat poles. And when Alfred enters or exit, he enters and exits through the servant's entrance in the bat cave. Holly is... Um, Holly is demanding that Alfred strike at some point. I agree. It's so not fair. (laughs) He's got a cycle. He's got the elf cycle. Well, yeah, he's old, too. He can't be sliding down pole. He had a... They made him take his own bicycle, like, 15 (laughs) miles. Really? Yeah. Batman's a dick. (laughs) That's what I'm saying! (laughs) Come on, Batman, you're rich. Give him a car. (laughs) 
or a sidecar or something. Sidecar, Let him ride cute. the trunk. Just a Vespa. Give, a- him, give him a Vespa scooter. I know. It's not even like motorized. He has to. It's got a it's basket cool. on the front. <laughs> he's like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he's got he's got a he's got a little girl's bike. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Um, I like in the episode though they they give like helpful hints or like I don't know like. Back to the trash one with the gum. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. They, Robin, the littering thing. And Robin they would have littered, you know. Yeah, Robin flat out says, you know what? They could have killed us if they hadn't littered. Yeah. And then the end where it's like helping some charity, the balloons. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they do that the all the time. Uh, I don't, uh, some uh, orphans. Kids. Children. Children's. Something. Children's charity. I just kind of thought. Orphans and children. They just kind of <laughs> put That's that in there. That's so sad. You um, shouldn't have had children so young. And then they died. Did you ever? There's, um, did you ever watch uh, Saturday Night Live when they still had Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy in the early to mid 90s? Uh, yes. The absolute best one of those is still, I think we should shave, save the, shave the world. I think we should save the world for our children, but not for our children's children, because I don't think children should be having sex. <laughs> um, so yeah, or, orphans of kids. Orphans of kids. It's so um, sad. So that is the end of our episode. Uh, I would like to thank Harley for coming on. Hi. Harley, <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug? Any upcoming shows? This is going to post uh, late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. My name is Harley Harper, and you spell the last name H-A-R-P-U-R-R, as in prr, like a kitty. <laughs> um, I'm a burlesque dancer, and I perform with the Doll Face Dames. And uh, follow me to be posted on my shows. Sweet. <laughs> um, as always, you can find Holly at uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, underscore Awkward Blonde. Ben has to say it because I don't remember. And you can I find... I love that. It's cute. You can find the podcast <laughs> at Batmania66 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to get a hold of the two of us, you can do so uh, by emailing Batmania66mail at gmail.com. M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E. And you can... I miss... I, I feel like it's important. We talked about sexism on the episode. I feel like it's important. I'm going to change it to that, though. <laughs> you, that we could do a Batmania 66 male and Batmania 66 female so you could get a hold of me or Holly. <laughs> and... Um, uh, Have you checked our mail recently? It's on my phone, so I get... If anybody mails us, okay. I get it. And if you want to, please go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes if you're enjoying yourself. Uh, If you're not, please leave us a good review on iTunes anyway. (laughs) And we will see you guys next time. Episode 67 is going to be called The Sandman Cometh. Uh, We will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.